right, folks, here we go. Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. We've got John and Mike, johnsyndicate.com, inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. And the number to call is 1-800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Fun hour ahead, a lot on the docket, so let's not waste any time and welcome in the boys from Baltimore. Are you guys in the middle of a nor'easter again? It's uh, All I can tell you is it's a complete whiteout. I'm sitting here at my house looking out the window. They said it's currently right now 10 a.m., and the snow's going to stop around 9 p.m. Wow. How much snow's five, on the... We already got about five inches. The kids are downstairs. They're very happy because, obviously, there's no school today. But, um, Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Well, I think you're downplaying it. I'm actually, Brian, I'm actually driving right now in the snow. <laughs> I have a nice all-wheel drive vehicle. And the five inches, he's a little delusional because he hasn't been outside. It's probably snowed five inches in the last hour. We have about about 8 to 12 in total right now, and it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. All right, soon. Mike, let, gets the, let me, Mike gets the award of the, of, of the week because he just brought my kids lunch. Oh, what a good That's job. how good I cook. That's how good I cook. Let me, let me ask you, because my many years in Buffalo, when we'd get to about a foot, a foot and a half of snow, we would look at each other and go, where do you want to go? You know, it's like all flat land. Uh, I've been to Baltimore. I don't. It doesn't strike me as being overly hilly. But uh, are, how bad do the roads get? I mean, right now it's a lot of slush. It's not really, you know, because they've been laying it, laying the salt for you know twelve to twenty-four hours already because it started yesterday. But right now it's not as bad. It's probably going to get a lot worse when it freezes tonight and when the ice is going to be a factor. But right now, I mean, look, I'm driving. I'm delivering pizzas i'm doing a radio show i'm I'm doing it all today i I just want you guys to know that it is march 21st (laughs) you're getting second day of spring right (laughs) oh man alive but but here's the but here's but here's what i want to talk about you know every week we go over these i want to jump to the nba for a second just before uh we get on to other things like the remaining tournament yesterday when you look at these lines that they make on the board what you have to do is they always give the they, they, they're always given they, they, this time of year. You got to be careful of phony lines. Oklahoma opened up at a two and a half point favorite, and they went to four and a half. And the thing is, do you know what the number one team against the spread is in the NBA, Brian? I've got a feeling you're going to tell me. Boston Celtics. Uh-huh. So here you got a team that's at home. The line goes from two and a half to four and a half. They win the game outright, 199. I wasn't on that game, but the point is, you got to. The trend is your friend when you're looking at these 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 large seasonal statistics. Boston right now currently is 48-23 straight up. They're 43-26 against the spread in two, two ties. So, you know, when you can get a team that's, the, A, the number one ranking team uh, against the spread, and you can get them at home with points in the NBA, injuries, Injuries. I don't want to hear about it. You just roll with but it. But if I'm if I'm not just... mistaken, uh, and I did take a peek at this and passed, I didn't do anything with it uh, because Irving was out. But at halftime, uh, I think I'm right. I, I had looked at this. Uh, Oklahoma City was up three, and the second half number was Boston minus two and a half, and all they had to do was win the game, and there you go. Exactly. Exactly. And then also moving on to these little tournaments yesterday regarding second half we had a play on mississippi state and mississippi state on the money line plus the 360 um for the continued momentum into the second half because what we what we're seeing here and it doesn't work with every game you got to use the eyeball test it happened to work yesterday with penn state and mississippi state where they put the pedal to the metal at both halves winning and covering as dogs and winning the second half these little tournaments when you have certain teams like Louisville that might not want to be there, or you know, or Marquette that might not want to be there. Um, there, there's not much momentum for them to try to come back and win as they would in a tournament game. So where normally you're looking for the favorite to bounce in the actual March Madness, you know, the the real tournament, these little CBIs and NITs, you got to be careful if you're going to chase favorites at halftime because, like you said, they might just be there for the sake of being there. Right. I mean, and then you know, Mike. I mean, there's like situations like tonight and, and we'll see how they react to it 
Uh, but not the situations that these kids are accustomed to. Uh, but you've got Oklahoma State playing Western Kentucky, and that was a great game the other night. Western Kentucky came back at the tail end and uh, beat USC. It was, it was a really wonderful w- victory for that program. But now they got to hop on a plane, and it's like you're almost turning them into an NBA team and fly to Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State was five. Uh, it's five and a half in a lot of places. But this is kind of unchartered territory for a team like this to, you know, hop on a plane, go on the road, and and do it again. It's not like they're in a region where they play, get a day off, and play. I mean, the travel came into play for the college basketball team, which is stuff we talk about with the NBA. Right, and you know, again, they're going on the road, so they're going into hostile territory, and you know, it seems like you just don't know. Like John was saying, that these teams at home, do they really care about this tournament that much, or are they just regretting the fact that they didn't make the main tournament because they, you know, Oklahoma State came from a, a power conference? So this type of game, you just don't know if the momentum from Western Kentucky, you can't just blindly play it because of the travel schedule, because this team might have the momentum from the win the other night carry over to today, and just like we saw last night, two road dogs won outright. So. You can't just look at this from a eyeball no. test. You got to take a lot more factors into it, and, well, and really, you know, something to trade the game at halftime. Well, they, but what I would say, just I mean, generally speaking, um, you know, they everything you just said, uh, the momentum they get there, they're jacked. Uh, maybe you look at a Western Kentucky in the first half in that game. But then, say, fatigue might hit them in the second half. And, and so you might find those opportunities where where there are two plays on the game. You know, I mean, you, you could have, uh, you know, Western Kentucky in the first half, but have Oklahoma State for the game. Yeah, absolutely. And what you could, you know, you could get both sides because realistically, like a team like Western Kentucky actually wants to win this tournament for recruiting purposes, while a team like Oklahoma State, you could look at it this way, a team like Oklahoma State, it's not going to matter as much because they're a top, you know, they're a power conference where they only care about the main tournament, where for Western Kentucky, it could get some recruits to come there if they happen to win this tournament. So they, the coach is more, you know, excited about playing up to the competition instead of a team like Oklahoma State that might just not care as much. And, well, and also what you said, Brian, is like in the NBA game, the Boston game is a good example. They were down at the half, and they came back and they won as a, as a dog. But what I'm finding in college basketball is that if you're going to take the dog for the game, a lot of these games they got to have at least be tied or down a few points to give them action in the second half. So, you know, if a team is a 20 point dog and they're getting 12 at half and they're down 15 at half, the it's highly unlikely they've been covering. But if the team if the game's even at half, then that dog goes into halftime having that momentum. Hey, we're hanging with this favorite. But but. The flip side of that is if the favorite is covering the number in college basketball at the second half, at halftime, they usually play to win, they don't play to cover, and then you get the backdoor cover with the dog. So each game has a different opportunity, but there's some broad uh, systems that you can use, and I don't like using the word system, but you're so far at the end of the season, obviously, even with the NBA. I mean, you're, what do you got, like 15 regular season games left or something? Uh, total home stretch, yeah. yeah. You get down to the last dozen yeah. games and – uh, you know, the other thing I, I was going to throw, because you talk about the half times and in finding those opportunities, sometimes in advance, uh, you know, whether it pans out and proves to be uh, the right play, uh, at least uh, it makes sense and it, it it lends you to take the shot because you don't get many opportunities like this. This was something uh, that was discussed yesterday, but you got the Sweet 16 coming up with Kentucky. Uh, and they offer odds they were minus a dime to win the South region with the two games remaining and the four teams that are left. But they're a $2.70 favorite on the money line uh, in their game with Kansas State. They're a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite in that game. You can take that $2.70 money line play and turn it into a $0.10 money line play by playing Kentucky to win the region and then if they win that first game, they're probably going to be anywhere, depending on uh, on the opponent, if it's Loyola, Chicago, or Nevada, a six- or an eight-point favorite, and minus a dime coming back the other way, you've got yourself a free roll with a five- or a six-possibly-point middle. 
I mean, so you try to find these spots where you get a, and you don't get those opportunities often. Well, again, what you just said is the pro way to play. The thing is, the people that are listening, and, and if you're listening right now, I implore you to call the office. You'll get you'll get rooted to Mike wherever he is in the blizzard. He'll give you tonight's complimentary selection. All you got to use, Brian talked about this. Why don't we use promo blizzard? You just call up and say, I want a free selection. <laughs> nice. Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard. I might, even, I might even deliver a pizza for you as well. <laughs> might even, right. Exactly. And, and but, but the thing is, what you just said is great for the guy that lives in Vegas or has a lot of different outs. But I will tell you that most of the subscribers that, are, that are, will purchase an information service like ours – they're working all day, and they're usually not – they don't have the resources and the time to follow and manipulate those comeback trades and hedge trades. They want to bet it and forget it, which is why I always tell people that if you're busy and you're working a 9-to-5 job and you simply want to make extra money in this game, the best thing you can do is at least have the opportunity to be able to play the, the second halves. A lot of people get a – we've seen a lot of guys, Brian, blowing their accounts up with live trading – you know, the, the sports books are offering the in-game live, and I've seen a lot of guys just totally – like we watched somebody the other day chase Virginia at UMBC when they were down 20 because they're giving them such extraordinary odds. Well, we, we didn't tell him to do that, and he just – he thought there was no way UMBC would beat Virginia and they would come back almost like Nevada came back being down 22 against Cincinnati. So he started in-game live wagering on Virginia – getting these good prices but it doesn't matter how good your price is if you lose no well that's why i always say there's no value in no value in a losing ticket there's no getting around that um by the way i i didn't ask you guys well in your backyard well what was the reaction for the kids from umbc when they got home did they throw a parade for them Not that I know of. I mean, they might have, but we have a blizzard, so I don't think anybody showed up. <laughs> that is still, it's a remarkable story. Blizzard ball. But, I mean, you know, when you look at these early numbers and you look at some of these, I'm, I like to try to see early pops in the tournament before, right before, and you really see nothing. The line's basically opened, and they're basically have all stayed the same. Kansas is four and a half. It's four and a half across the board. Villanova's five and a half. It's five and a half across the board. Duke's eleven and a half. It's eleven and a half. I'm looking for any. Some places have dropped it. Um, well, I can say it on our radio. So the Westgate is the only one right now that I see that dropped it to eleven. Um, uh, Purdue opened up at one and a half, and the Mirage in Vegas—they're the only ones that are currently at two. So you're not—you're not really seeing much movement um, on these games uh, for this Thursday, which is amazing to me, Brian. Unless they're all just. Uh, Worried about betting tonight's basketball. Well, there's plenty on the docket. We've got the NBA. We've got the NIT. Uh, we got the Sweet 16 gets going on Thursday. Home stretch of hockey. Um, the WGC, one of my favorite events. When you talk about the old eyeball test, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here all day. The WGC match play golf event is on. And there'll be head-to-head matchups on this tournament all the way through Sunday. And you get to watch these guys play golf today and turn around and find value on them in their next match tomorrow. You know, it doesn't matter, guys, right? I mean, if it's on the board, you can find opportunities regardless of the sport. Yeah, there was a guy sitting diagonal to me on the on the plane on the way home. And he had all the odds for that golf tournament you're talking about, you know, on the print-off sheet from the sports book. And then he also had the Masters odds. And literally, you know, it's a four-hour flight back to Baltimore, five hours over to Vegas. You lose the hour because of the wind. Literally, I would say for three of the four hours, he was handicapping golf. <laughs> on, on the flight. On, on, on the flight. On the flight. On, yeah, yeah, I watched him. He was on the computer handicap, making notes on his little, you know. Well, the, the, the funny the thing is. Out with all the odds. And the funny thing is, and, and I, I'm very briefly on this. I won't, won't go too long on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think from a future perspective, it is like March Madness. It's a bracket. And you can get some nice long shot plays on either side of a bracket and try to get them to the final which I actually did one year. I got both guys to the final. And, and the one year, I got the guy, I was still, I'm still bitter. I had Victor Dubuisson, who made it at 100-1, to 1, made it all the way to the finals and lost on the fifth extra hole. Like, the, the, that one will always. Now, can you in-game live wager that? And, and here's, the, here's the problem. 
Today, yes. Then, no. Because with with the mobile app now, uh, when when the when the one match ends and you go or you go to another, you, you you had the wherewithal, you had a half an hour window, and most places just didn't put it up. But with the app now and the the uh, spontaneity of this, it would be there. And yes, you actually could do something with it now. But but the real reality of it is, you get to watch today. And a guy could win his match five and one. Oh, and on paper, oh, he 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 just torched the guy. He's playing good. Well, he could hit four balls, guys, that was going out of bounds and hit a tree and came back. He was lucky, right? And then the next day, you get he, they make him a big favorite, but he won the match, but he didn't play that well. So watching this stuff actually does really reap rewards. But again, a lot of this, and that's maybe the nature of this with SportsInsiderRadio.com. A lot of this is having the ability and the time to watch, pay attention, and then come back and do something about it. So part of the reason well, we're sitting here today. Right, because, you know, the, guy, the average person at work right now or even home with his family because he snowed in, you know, isn't going to take the time to do that. But I have a really important question for Mike. Can you spell spontaneity? Spon- I, I don't think I can. Yeah, I don't think I can. Spontaneous? Yeah, it's, yeah, but spontaneity is a little I mean, different animal. If I if I wasn't focused on driving the blizzard so much, I would attempt to do it. I got it, but um, I mean, I'm going to take I'm going to take a rain check on that. I, well, I cheated. I mean, I'm looking at it. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. I cheat. That's that's like the the, the call in question. You know, the, you know, on the radio. Yeah, you win two tickets to uh, you know the Super Bowl. Uh, caller number nine, uh, and they give you the big trivia question. The guy's sitting there looking it up. Like it's not like you, you, yeah, you used to have and, to you used to have to know it. <laughs> and, and and the thing was, you know, in the beginning of the tournament, when especially walking around the books in Vegas, um, you know, people a lot of these games were coming down to the wire, especially the big favorites that were winning and not covering, like. I was sitting with you when Lipscomb, uh, they were up, they were down 25, and then by the time I turned around, I said, Brian, Lipscomb just covered um, against Duke, is that's the stuff that keeps people on the edges of their seats. You know, not every game is a blowout. But the reason why I'm referencing that is when you're dealing with groups like we do that are using computer models, a lot of the times we as ourselves, meaning Mike and me and the rest of the firm, when we're subcontracting out to these people that use these math models, if these people are not really sports bettors, they come from a trading background, they make their own lines on some of these games. And we find the best linebackers a lot of times are the ones that aren't the fans. It's the opposite of the eyeball test. So just to give you an example, yesterday we made a release to our clients, Brian, and this is not a brag, this is an explanation, where the, the, the computer program spat out a 98 percentage that Atlanta was going to win the game outright, even though they were a 14-point dog. What they do is they're picking the outright winners, this computer program, and a lot of these guys that we do on the strip, and they're not looking at the lines. They just want to see who's going to win outright first. It's almost like picking the, almost picking the outright winner in hockey or in MLB. So now when you can get value, you have a, this, the computer program spits out the outright winner, and then you can get points. It could be one point. It could be 15. You take it. Well, the moral of the story is I tried to money line bet Atlanta all around the strip. I had people running in, my clients running in that. They could not. 50% of the places had it up as high as one, 935. Most places had it down or they had a limit of like $100 on it. When I see that, it's amazing because you see how scared the books get. And as you know, um, Atlanta won the game outright 99-94. So, you know, in that spot, when, like I always say, when you're playing dogs, it's not only playing dogs because you're looking for the, the cover. If You should be playing a dog, not from a defeatist position where you're looking for them to outright win the game. Can this dog win the game? And if not, maybe they'll cover. I had UMBC in the last game against Kansas State to win outright but I also had them plus to 10, and they covered. And in that extreme situation as last night when you're getting a 15-point dog winning the game outright, if you can get a money line on that game, that's a horse race, basically, Brian. You put a little on it. You put a little on a plus nine. Well, I, you, I would even, you expect I, to I, lose, I, and when it wins, well, it's a bonus. Well, I would even throw one at you again in terms of money management. Uh, the other day, it ended up a 2 nothing final, and the goaltender from Montreal played out of his mind. Uh, but Florida really tilted the ice on them. It should have been a very comfortable win. But they were going on the road, and Florida was only like a 20-cent, 20 25-cent favorite. 
uh, and they're playing there great. There you have and, it. I'm taking Montreal tonight against Pittsburgh. Well, you but, just gave me Montreal. No, I did not. <laughs> and, yeah, take it to and, the bank. And, and in that game, it was like, well, you, you play Florida. Uh, they need the game. They're the better team, blah, 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 blah. But at that short price, you're getting the overlaid price on the puck line, uh, like plus 260. So you're sitting there saying, look, uh, you play Florida, but you should also have a small piece of the puck line because it just enhances the val- the value on the thing to take a small shot when you think you've got a superior opponent. And it, it's not a blind thing, but in that particular instance, it, you're nuts not to not only take the side, but also to take a smaller portion of that and go for the home run and go for the gusto. There actually was true value by doing that. Well, obviously, yesterday my hand was shaking on the Vancouver switch, and I took my hand off it late. But if, if you were going to play the Golden Knights, you wouldn't lay three fifteen; you would lay one and a half minus one. The only that would have been the point. only way. The only way. But I will say that I was looking at Montreal before we got on the air because I've been nailing a dog in hockey each time we're on the air, and the reason why is because like, is it that big of a deal if Pittsburgh loses tonight? Not really. Uh, they're trying to get their goaltender going. He just got back in the lineup. Montreal. I, I would say this, in, in, in most hockey teams and hockey players are pretty accountable. Uh, in, in Montreal, the bus has warmed up pretty good. I mean, they're a big price for a reason. Well, but on the flip side, I will say this. If you look at Edmonton yesterday against Carolina, they win 7-3 as a plus-160 dog. If you look at Detroit against Philadelphia, they win 5-4 as a 150 dog. If, if you look at... Um, um. Uh, uh, what what was the other game? Uh, the plus. Well, the Kings Winnipeg was a short price. Where see that's where you get beat when you're trying to lay that one and a half. So you know, if I was to take Winnipeg last well, night, my point. Is, well, I, I would give you. I would. I'll tell you what. I would. I would say to you. Uh, I, I would give you a defined opportunity and and not call it craziness, uh, because Pittsburgh did get their number one goaltender back, Murray. They are kind of now they're going to ease him in, and the backup Casey DeSmith's going to play. He's four four and one, um, pretty good goals against two point five nine. But you do get Carey Price against Pittsburgh's second or maybe even third goaltender tonight. So at that price, um, you might be onto something. And I also think when you have these short numbers in the NHL going into the final leg of the NHL, you can also a lot of people use the puck line to take the big favorite and bring them to plus money. But I also, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word greedy, but, like, if I'm going to take Anaheim tonight, is an example, and I'm not saying I am, there's no reason why I wouldn't take a small piece minus one and a half plus 245. Because I'm getting them, I can get a huge price on the puck line, but I'm also laying even money basically on the game. And, and again, it depends where you are and what offerings are out there. Because I'm completely on board with you because Calgary got punched in the gut here. went it, it, They played like their season was over against Arizona. Anaheim desperately needs the game. Uh, but here... Even though it's a pick'em game, you're at the mercy of what are they actually offering, and the offer here isn't Anaheim minus one and a half plus two seventy. It's Anaheim plus a goal and a half minus three dollars. But I bet at different books, like you said, I'll have right. different lines. You could almost middle that. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it it depends, you know, and that's the whole thing with hockey as well as the MLB. Um, you know, again, you just have to look at these opportunities. And, and take advantage of these money line sports. Mike's going to be getting more aggressive into. Um, he's actually going to the Dominican Republic at the end of April to meet one of his soccer sources. Um, and you know, you're going to get more aggressive. We're going to be doing more things with more money lines and more parlays where you can get the true odds. Like Kenny was saying the other day when I was speaking to him in person, you know, baseball and hockey, you get the true odds on a parlay versus you know, the NFL and the NBA where you're not really getting the true odds on the parlay. So there's a lot of, I call, race racing money to be made this time of year if you can pick and choose your spots. But, again, I realize most people are not going to do this themselves. They're more interested in what's the one big game you have. And if after watching games like Nevada, watching games like Florida State, watching games like UMBC beating Virginia, you think that there's such a thing as a lock you really need to move on to a different uh, form of entertainment because we witnessed you and me together in Vegas. The impossible happened every day. 
Uh, well, and I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, I give you full marks. You come uh, out here all the time, and uh, you experience the Vegas end of things, and you do meet clients here. I, I'd be very curious, though. You just you came out. You were here for March Madness. You were down with us at the Golden Nugget. You were there. You popped on the radio. You saw Oscar come in with the showgirls. Uh, and just the, the buzz around here. So when you're talking to uh, people when they come in, call in from wherever. Do, do they ask you about the Vegas experience? Yeah, I mean, they say, "Man, you go out there a lot." You know, um, they, they 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 ask, but a lot of these guys they come to Vegas pretty regularly. I mean, now Vegas has it set up with these airlines where you can pretty much, you know, people don't realize. You know, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. It costs me more money to take a train to New York on Amtrak than it does to fly to Las Vegas for the weekend. So. I mean, it really is like having your own personal plane. You can hop on a Southwest flight, which is the hub for Vegas, and for basically 150 bucks each way, you know, I have a friend that used to run junkets to Vegas back in the day when they would get subsidized from the casinos to bring people out. And I asked him why he's been out of business for about 10 years. And he said, you know, I could, he started the Atlantic City and then he, he moved to Vegas. He said, you know, they, they just didn't need to. Once the airlines were at the hoods for the casinos, they dropped the prices, and there was no reason to pay for a, a tour. And, you know, you're from Buffalo, so you know it's really inexpensive to fly back and forth. And if you lived on the East Coast and you wanted to use the train system, you would actually see that these tickets are almost double than an airline ticket to Las Vegas. It is truly amazing. All right. Yeah. Hey, listen. It's sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, right here in Las Vegas, we've got John and Mike John Syndicate.com with us. We're going to step aside for just a little bit. Come back. Plenty on the docket. Inviting you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com at 800 209 1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, folks. Brian Blessing here. Another Hockey Watch Party coming up this Thursday in the Game at the Sun Coast. 7 p.m. face-off for the Golden Knights in San Jose to take on the Sharks. We'll do Sportsbook Radio in Vegas Hockey Outline from noon to 2. Vegas Night Court from 4 to 5. 
And then we have great prize giveaways, a great atmosphere, great food and drink in the game. It's a hockey watch party to remember. Make plans to join us Thursday night in the game at the Suncoast. All right, we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio. SportsInsiderRadio.com. Check it out. See the boys shoveling snow later today. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. You know, you got all the fan-dangled gadgets at johnsyndicate.com, SportsInsiderRadio.com. Uh, that would be a good one. Have you guys out there throwing snowballs at each other? Don't worry. Once we get off the air, the kids are ready to go kill each other in the snow. Do they have hills there? I mean, do you, what do you go? Can you go oh, yeah, sledding yeah, yeah. anywhere? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Red Rock with snow. It's like the Red Rock Canyons with snow. Well, I've Listen, seen your I've seen your little bicycle outfit. Uh, exactly. I mean, that'll work in the snow, won't it? It's. I'm wearing it as we speak. I got a horse racing question for you. Um, when their horse is four to five or two to one, and they have a really good rating, that they like. A, I got a guy gives me horses. He gave me a play at uh, Tampa Bay Downs today. You want it? You can call Mike. Use the code Blizzard. I'll give it to you, Brian. After we get off there, um, <laughs> the, the thing is, when it's four to five, do you look for the exact or the trifecta as a horse better, or do you just take it like a quick baseball game and or a quick uh, eleven to ten, basically football game or NBA game, and just bet it for the even money? The funny thing is, uh, yeah. I, I, this is something in recent years that I've actually had really, really good success with, and it's that exact situation you're talking about. And I'll tell you why, John. If you've got a horse that's four, whatever. I mean, if the horse is deserving of being four to five or three to five, and you're looking at the race and you're saying the horse has to fall down to lose, I've actually found really good opportunities playing the exacta because the second or third choice that you think will contend with this horse and they're good horses if this horse is that good when the serious running begins many times he'll draw off and he literally just deflates the other horse and sometimes the jock will just pack it in and save him for another day but you can get i always look for a closer and a price play against a big favorite like that that i feel can come up and go buy the horses that have basically been defeated by the horse already. And you actually, even with a three to five, you might find $25, $30 exactors, sometimes even more. And there, there's actually uh, really good opportunities with that. Yeah. And would you ever do the with all, with all just play the field against that Not, favorite? Well, but can, but can, no, because you have to look at the pool, at the at the payoffs. That uh, you know, sometimes you're not going to you win enough to cover the all. Um, that maybe the the all aspect of it would be using that horse in the middle leg or the last leg of pick threes and play long shots on the front end with all, uh, leading into a horse you feel can't lose. Well, and the reason why is, you know, I look at this is the time of year where people start looking at the horse racing and, you know, they look for different strategies and you, you have very, you know, you have people that are basically pro horse betters. I put you in that category. And the thing is, one of the guys that I do, it's all about money management to him of the odds as opposed to just having a winner. You can't, everybody can't be like Mike where it's not with all, it's with all your money. You just go in with all your money to Pimlico and leave it there. Um, we can't all do that. We should practice money management. Well, Mike, yeah, are you on the racetrack right now? Yeah. Can you get to Pimlico I'm and the Pimlico? I'm going to try to get there in about five now. Yeah, but I'm going to practice money management this year, I promise. This year is year. Just keep the pizza warm, Mike. Yeah, but I will say, when I see some of these races, like you said, you'll have a favorite. And then the rest of the races, then you'll have, like, behind that, three 10-to-1s, four 10-to-1s, or a 10-to-1, a 12-to-1, a 10-to-1, a 20-to-1. You know, it looks compelling to do with the with all instead of worrying about it. Now, obviously, if that favorite doesn't win, you're out. You're out. But well, what, it, I, what it, I would recommend is when, if you're looking to do something like that, what you have to look at are the will pays. So you have to look at the pools, and, and you know, it, 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 basically, if you think they're cut from the same cloth, you want to go for the overlaid price with the longer price, and you'll see what that, you know, the exact it could be paying twelve dollars uh, with a horse, and another one that you think is is right there, it could be paying twenty nine dollars, and 
you know, again, it comes down to running styles and, and the pace of the race. And every race is a now, snowflake. But there are distinct opportunities they, when and how to uh, do it. Snowflake. I see a lot of them as I'm talking to see? you looking out the window. And that's another free tip I'm going to give you guys. If you're in an area where there's snow, and it's going to snow till 9 o'clock tonight. Get a shovel. Why? Why, like, no. Why, like, my neighbor who's of age, is he out there risking his life, breaking his back, when in 30 minutes when he walks in the house, it's going to be completely filled again. Well, let me... You wait till, well, no, you wait no. till it's all over. Well, there's that. Or why doesn't he knock on your door and give your kid 10 bucks to go shovel the sidewalk? <laughs> right? You're making me laugh. I agree. It sounds nice. Well, <laughs> sounds, I, I don't know. Nice. I, didn't it, I mean, listen. I mean, I, all my life, well, you, you'd, see, you'd see people... And, uh, you know, the bottom line is, you know, you paid a kid five bucks to cut your grass or if, if the snow's really bad, especially older people, you're right, because that, you know, that's, that is not a, a, a wise thing. Just pay a kid to do it. Yeah, and, and let me ask you, in Buffalo, when you get these blizzards like this, I mean, it doesn't, we've seen a lot of Buffalo football games. It doesn't it preclude people from going to the stadium. They just roll in there. They got the I'm not, no, I said it before. I swear, I mean, that was not a joke. I mean, literally, we get a foot. It's all flat, and the roads are good, and they've got the equipment for it. It'd be like a foot and a half of snow. Go, what do you want to do tonight? You want to go get some wings, or you want to go out and get a beer and watch a game? No, I mean, you, you know, you know, don't be an idiot about it. But you, you can no, you you can go out. That's why I'm saying some in some places. I, I don't know. I want really curious what Baltimore's equipped like. Some places two inches can cripple a place. Yeah, I mean, we're good for I would say up to a foot, which is amazing. As I remember it happened last year, we had a very rainy April. Um, so basically, once baseball starts, March 29th, and I think we have the first home game here on April 1st, um, it, it, you, know, you can actually have a – it can snow when there's a baseball game. That really is an interesting, you know, watching these guys roll around in the snow in, in a baseball game. You know, they don't cancel. Like, it happens very rare, but it can happen. You get these nor'easters, you could have, you know – a full snowfall. This Mike, storm is in two weeks into the future. It's baseball season. Mike, are you getting antsy, buddy? Uh, you, you getting baseball fever? Well, I mean, here's the thing. We have a lot of clients that listen to this show, and everybody, you know, at this time of the year, all they want to do is talk about how they just want to stop till football season. They don't enter, It's not entertaining, but truthfully, this time of the year is the most profitable time. I'm very excited for baseball. I'm excited for the World Cup. We got you know the triple you know the triple crown coming up with obviously we've been talking about golf right now it's, it's the whole key is being diversified and not caring the shape of the ball but just basically rolling through so by the time football season comes you've built up a big enough bankroll where you could do what you want instead of just taking the summer off cuz you're not a fan anymore and look at it this from a trading aspect. And right, John, the, John the, talk the about baseball. Is, well, talk about I wanted you to talk about baseball John because you've uh, for for many years, have done a great job uh, identifying the big balloon plays. Uh, you know, a couple of times a week, if not more. Uh, but more than that is is the ability to sometimes ride streaks out. But the key is to get on board with the streaks early before uh, you have to dearly pay to be on board. Well, yeah, and I don't. And, and so here's the thing, and I, I don't. I, I will be redundant, even though it's not my intention. Imagine, I say it again, I could not imagine if they set a line on a football game and you knew that the quarterback was going to be out in the fourth quarter. That's the value of playing baseball. If you're handicapping the pitchers, you're playing the first five innings. If you're handicapping the bullpen, you're playing the entire game. There's a reason why dogs almost win 50% of the time because it doesn't matter how good that pitcher is, the games get blown at the end. And so when you're looking at these you get good spots where you get bad teams that get on. Every bad team this season will have a little mini winning streak. When there's 160 game games to play, the worst team is still capable of winning 10 in a row and being making the headlines. But the thing is, majority of those games are going to be underdogs. And so that that's the stuff you have to key in. Having the team that's favored, like the Washington Nationals, uh, you know, one of the teams that's in contention to win the World Series. Them going on a winning streak, you're not going to get the value of 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 having a dirty dog on a winning streak. So what I really, you know, I've refined it down to not only a winning streak but a dirty dog on a winning streak, which does happen, and and it happens multiple times the, uh, of the season. I mean, Brian, 
you're a father, I'm a father. I always tell this and joke with my clients. You can almost have a kid in the baseball season. Two months shy. It's a seven-month season. It is so long. I mean, think about it. March 29th, Brian, the last regular season game. You know what it is? I know what it is. Uh, September what? September 29th. Hello. March 29th to September 29th. You're in October for playoff baseball. We're talking April, May, June, July, August, September. That's six months, and then you have the seventh month October playoff baseball. You can't get much longer. Even the NBA is half of that. Hey, Mike, real quick. I just... And I'm not holding your feet to the flame, but we're all starting to do our homework and look, and season win totals will be out there. Uh, but you get the Yank- uh, the Astros and Dodgers as co-favorites. Uh, we know the Yankees and Cubs are both are good, but they're both public. Uh, Washington nine to one, and the Red Sox ten to one. After that, um, you're getting some pretty juicy future odds uh, to saddle up well, with a baseball team. Is there a team or two uh, you're intrigued by to watch this year? Well, I mean, going into the season, there's going to be a lot of dark horses. I mean, even the Dodgers, who you know had a great year last year, um, you can get some value on them. And honestly, what happens is these these futures change as the months go on in the season. So if a team that you know is going to do well starts out slow, you can get a better price after the first month, knowing that they may have a couple key players off on injury or coming off injury from last year that they're just getting into the rotation because with baseball they're not just going to you know they're going to be maybe on a pitch count or just not even playing until they really go through the rehab in the triple a and if you know these things and they start out slow similar to when we have a favorite that's down at half in basketball that we know is going to bounce if we have that selection before the game started same thing with baseball you can get a better price and then you could take them yeah, and so here's the thing, Brian. You know, I can't say who it is, but a couple of very respected future betters um, in baseball have made large, large future wagers in Vegas on the Nationals because they feel that it's it's almost like it's a really good hedging opportunity. Like they'll be there, they'll be in contention, and nine to one, ten to one is not so not so bad. And so where a lot of the public guys are going for the, like, what I call the, like, the Orioles 7,500 um, to one versus nine, nine, 75 to one versus nine to one. I find that a lot of the big guys, they're going for what they perceive as really good prices on teams that should not be that high. Like, Washington shouldn't be nine to one. Washington should be five to one, according to one of my guys. The flip side of that is, is that, the favorites to win the World Series are the Dodgers, the Houston Astros, and the New York Yankees. So you're going to have a bigger handle this year because, the, you know, the Yankees are like akin to Dallas in football. They have, they, you know, anywhere you go in the world, you're going to see people with Dallas Cowboy jerseys, Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys, and Yankee hats. So when, when the Yankees are going to have that strong of a season or they're purported to have that strong of a season, that will increase the fan betting base of people that are actually flying in from the East Coast to the West Coast to Vegas, which a lot of people don't even look at. So I see, like, when you see a good Northeast team on a roll, like the Yankees, where the Yankees are supposed to be much better than the Red Sox. So when you see that, between Boston and the Yankees, you also have those division robberies. You have those marquee marketing opportunities. So don't expect to get a lot more volume in baseball this season than you normally would last year, for instance. But what I love to do is what Mike was saying is if you see a team like the Dodgers and you see a team like the Yankees and you see a team like Boston and Houston, they have early losing streaks in the beginning of the season. Back to his point, they're going to readjust those odds where you're going to get inflated prices on really good teams, acting like the world's coming to an end because the Dodgers lost 10-0, 10 in a row, and there's 150 games left. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Hey, I, I wanted to say this as we're in the home stretch here. Uh, SportsInsiderRadio.com, check it out. Number to call is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Sweet 16 gets going tomorrow. Uh, so we have Thursday and Friday night. But... Basically, what I wanted to discuss with you in terms of how things stack out at your office, 7.05 Eastern, 
405 Pacific, first games, Loyola, Chicago against Nevada. Nevada, one and a half, 143 and a half. Then stagger it out a half an hour later when Texas A&M, uh, Texas A&M and Michigan get going with Michigan two and a half and 136. And they'll stagger right through with the last game actually going off at 10.05 Eastern and 7.05 Pacific. So these games will cross over start times, half times. It's, it's a fluid, uh, you know, really five, six hours for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, and for instance, when you have games that are running that close together, as Mike will tell you, we're just in halftime and first half mode. I mean, right off the bat, I mean, with no analysis, no handicap, and, you know, I hate to say it, I love Loyola Chicago. Uh, I, love, I love all the dogs. I love A&M. I love Kansas State. Uh, you know, I love Florida. I, I mean, I can see every one of these dogs winning the game outright. I won't say that Kentucky fits my flight analysis with Arizona. You know, everybody on the way over was rooting at Arizona in the final bracket. On the way home, everybody on the way home had Kentucky to win it. So, you know, I'm 1-0 on the, on the way over. Now on the way back, if you fade Kentucky, you're probably a good spot. But, again, I will say this. You'll need to get those selections the day when you call. But I will say this. Any dog we happen to be on in those games, and, and I'm saying good prices, not the Nevadas, not the uh, Michigans, but you're talking Kentucky 5.5 and, and Gonzaga 5.5. If you were on Kansas State, if you were on Florida State, you got to grab some of that money line, like I keep saying. And, Mike, uh, what, what is your tech when you watch these games? Uh, you get the, the four on Thursday night, uh, the four on Friday, but then again we get to Boomerang back again on the weekend, having seen their current form. So, I mean, we're, we're playing Thursday and Friday, but we're also doing homework for Saturday and Sunday. Well, you can't think ahead to Saturday and Sunday because as many upsets as we saw last week, you can't. It's too far ahead. I'm just focused on the games. I'm worried about the half times. I'm monitoring them and, and seeing the eyeball test because we see a lot of these teams that key players get a couple quick fouls, so they literally just hang in the first half and they come out in the second half and they blow them out. And it, it has nothing to do with the favorite or dog scenario. It's it's more than that. And most of the time, right now, we're not just going to play a game before it starts and we're just going to trade it at halftime, or we might just play them in the first half if we believe the team is going to hang because all these. All the teams that made it to this week, most of them shouldn't have been here. So it's a completely different scenario than what everybody assumed with Nevada being a favorite in the Sweet 16. I mean, could you? What are the odds on that, Brian? <laughs> Nevada being a favorite it's, in the Sweet 16. It's a, Well, what are the odds of Nevada playing Loyola of Chicago? <laughs> but, but, here, but here's what I'll say to you, Brian. When you look at games like the lines that are made on these games, like you're, you're telling me that Villanova is a five-point favorite? I mean – that seems awful high to me. I mean, you know, just but I, they got to put these numbers out early. You think you're telling me Duke's an eleven and a half point favorite after? I mean, Syracuse is scared of nobody. Well, the one thing I would say, and again, when you do plot, of course, and look at the brackets and what remains, uh, you know, Villanova could win this game by twenty. Villanova could lose this game. I I think uh, this matchup specifically, if West and it's if if West Virginia plays their game at a high level, they are a very dangerous opponent for Villanova, more so than maybe some of the opponents that are coming up if Villanova survives well, this. It's the highest total of the day currently, 153. But, you know, the, the next game you have is Kansas 143 and Syracuse 133. So, I mean, you know, the, obviously, if you know, if you're looking at, at, at momentum and pace and you're looking at the at, at the total, that's a little bit of a tell right there. But, you know, I go back to um, you got you to gotta stick with each game in each situation. And, and if you can't do the work, let us do the work. Call with Coach Blizzard. Mike will take care of you when he's done delivering pizzas. <laughs> and, well, I'm going to leave it with this. I'll leave this with this. What imagine that Syracuse being the first four and maybe potential final four. How about it? The boys, John and Mike, stay warm. Go shovel your neighbor's driveway. And then when you're done, go to the office. You can call and talk to John and Mike, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Visit sportsinsiderradio.com. Enjoy the Nor'easter, fellas. This show will yep, be archived online. If you didn't listen live, sportsinsiderradio.com. You got it, Mike. You got it, Brian.
johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. The legendary Radio Shopping Show is here. AM 1400, KSHP, North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News. Police have closed City Hall and have evacuated the area around Texas, bombing suspect Mark Anthony Condit's home. Condit overnight blew himself up as a SWAT team approached his SUV in a motel parking lot just outside of Austin, Texas. Austin Police Chief Ryan Manley says they are still looking for a motive. We do not understand what motivated him to do what he did, and that will also be part of the continuing investigation. Former Vice President Joe Biden gave a speech at an anti-sexual assault rally. Now, this was held at the 